And I feel like a big part of that is we have to be open to that and sensitive to that and listening for that. It's easy to get in a habit. Here's how we do things. We do it this way. There's nothing wrong with that. That's human nature. We, do, we have patterns. We do things. Uh, somebody had uh, criticized the revival there in Asbury because originally it had, and, and it was student-led. It was, it was not orchestrated. But then somebody said, well, yeah, it was. A speaker came out and told people to, told the students to seek God, repent of their sins. I'm like, wait a minute. We do that all the time. And even if it was planned, we plan everything, don't we? We orchestrate a service. I mean, I've been working on this sermon for month, uh, weeks. Uh, Pastor Nick picks the worship song. I mean, it's not like we don't. We always plan. The difference is our hearts and whether or not we want to hear from him. That's the difference, always. Even, even doing the series on the uh, Pray Like Jesus you know, if you've, if you've been watching online, you can catch up on these sermons. If you've been here every week, you realize we're, we're working our th- way, way through the Lord's Prayer. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. I mean, it's super familiar. It's one of the most recognizable sections of Scripture to all Christians for all time. So even as a pastor, I know that you know this. So one of the challenges is I don't want you to... I don't want you to get in the habit of just reciting it, boom, 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 because it takes the, sometimes the meaning out of it. It takes the heart out of it. So what I've tried to do with this is to, to connect you to the deep meaning for Jesus to give us a pattern for prayer. You know, one of the things to always think about is how, how did this sound to the original hearers? And what was Jesus really trying to accomplish here? Because when the disciples ask him, in fact, in, in the uh, Luke 11 passage, it says, Jesus said, they ask him, how, would you teach us how to pray? Because they'd seen Jesus praying a number of times. They'd seen him praying before huge events. They saw him praying uh, all, all night long. They saw him pray over at meals, Passover. And what they wanted to know was, how do we pray like you? So one thing that's really important to understand, if Jesus is going to tell his disciples how to pray and give them a pattern or, or way to do it, he didn't intend for us to just make it part of the system. So it's, it's actually really good and healthy when kind of our pattern gets messed up a little. and We stop and think and change things around a little bit. I mean, patterns are good, but you know, we don't have to just follow every pattern. It's not a formula. And even as we take just a few minutes and look at this next section, I want us to think about really the deep meaning of what Jesus was saying. And I think it really plays into what is happening in our church at this moment in our hearts right now. The most familiar version of this prayer, it says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Even saying it right now, I've shot back to as a child doing this in my family. In the hall, I was right in the hallway with my mom and dad. Give us this day our daily bread. What, what Jesus is doing is he's shifting this prayer from about God and worship to, to our needs. He cares about our needs. He cares about these needs. It's, it's the right thing to do to praise him first and to honor him because that puts everything in perspective. It's about him. So many times we run to him and we just list off what we need and we forget he, he's God. He's the source of all we need. 
You know, there's some slogans out there in the world, and they're, I get where they, what they mean. There's a good side to this, but, you know, hear this slogan that you are enough. But the truth is, we're not. He is. He's enough. I will never be enough. I will never be enough. I need him every moment. You may have heard this slogan. I mean, guys do this, like, you're the man. I'm not. I'm not. Or you got this. I, I get it. We, we want to encourage you. Nothing wrong with that. But if you start to think that, then you missed it because we are not enough and I am not the man and I don't have this. I need him. I need him. He's the source and we're dependent. He's, that's why Jesus said, pray this, give us today. Starts, give us today. And in the original Word order, that's how it's worded. Give us today our daily bread. I'll tell you, I meditated on this a lot. Don't ever get too busy to forget to pray. You need it daily. We should look at it like this. I'm too busy not to pray. Like I'm too busy to carry this on my own. I can't do it without him. We need him every day. Every day. You probably heard this, seven days without prayer makes one week. Oh, it's kind of corny, cliche. But I think the reason cliches are cliches is because they're deep truths that we just get used to. You can't really ask for daily bread if you're not praying daily. I know that's so obvious. I... The whole daily bread part, what, what did that mean? I'll tell you what it meant. To the Jewish mind, it meant we need bread. We need to eat. We need food. We need our needs. It's deep. And for most Americans, it's not really a daily reality. I know that. I know we don't walk around thinking, where's my next meal coming from? But the fact is, the people in his day, you, you've got to always ask, what did it mean to them? That's what it meant. It's really a prayer for our need, not for our greed. We live in such an affluent society. We live in a world that every need is really distant. I mean, honestly, I've never been hungry. That wasn't of my own doing. Maybe, maybe that's not true for you, but I know it is for me. Even when maybe we didn't have a lot. I mean, we, we always had rice, we always had beans. We had food. But if you come to the point where you realize how deeply you need a daily meal, then maybe you'll understand what Jesus is telling us to pray here. He's telling us we need to be so dependent on God that we literally look to him. I don't know about you. I grew up, you know, we prayed for every, over every meal. And I've been in places where I forgot to do that and then maybe saw someone else praying and realized... Why am I grateful? Why am I not grateful? It's because I just, I take it for granted and I don't want to do that. I want to be in a place where I realize that he provides because he's a good father. Comes out of the depth of his heart. He provides for us because he cares. Because he loves us. And it, it, it reminds me that even as Jesus started this prayer, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, said our father, our Abba, our dad, he cares. 
And the relationship that Jesus has invited us into in this prayer is one with a personal God who cares about us intimately and knows our needs. So someone might say, well, why do I have to ask if he knows? Is that how you are? Right? I mean, really? Because we're not like that, right? I heard this silly story about a guy whose wife told him, like, you never say you love me. And he says, well, I said it on our wedding day 30 years ago. If it changes, I'll let you know. Nobody likes that. We, we tell him because it helps us be more aware of our need and our position to him. He's the provider. We are the recipient. Jesus used some illustrations later in the same passage of Scripture. This, the, we're looking at the Matthew version of this prayer. It's right in the middle of the Lord's, or pardon me, the Sermon on the Mount. A little later in that same chapter, he says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can your worries add a single moment to your life? I mean, birds. And for a lot of us, birds, I mean, you, you may not even notice them. I happened to be out talking to Laura Holzel, was greeting outside, and I noticed the birds singing this morning. You know, spring is coming and they're there. Do you ever think about, does anybody feed them? Do they need your food? They find food. They do it. The fact is, God takes care of them. And then he uses an illustration about lilies of the field. He says, why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, and yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you why do you have so little faith many flowers they're just they're incredible beautiful jesus goes on though he says don't worry about these things saying what will we eat or drink or what we wear these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers but your heavenly father already knows all your needs seek the kingdom of God above everything else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. If you followed what Jesus was saying there, it's kind of harsh to think about. He says that the root of worry is the lack of belief in God's goodness. Did you ever think about that? I don't want to think about that. I mean, worry is basically, it's like an affront to God. It's, it's interesting because we worry about so many things. I'm not going to go into detail, but there's, there's a study that was done by Penn State where they, they tested people who have an issue with worrying. They actually, it's a problem, problem. They had them list everything they worried about and then tracked it for 30 days. And they found that 91% of the worries didn't ever happen. In fact, a quarter of the people who did list their responses, didn't have anything happen. They called it worry deceit. I don't like to think of it that way. When I'm worried about something, I don't want to look at the idea and think that God's not providing for me. Philippians, Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. 
and then he will guard your hearts and minds. Anybody here a worrier? You didn't have to raise your hands. I appreciate that honesty, but I wasn't really, I mean, I was thinking it would be rhetorical, but. But not just those who raise their hands, but let's think about this for a minute. Do you search your heart for a minute? What's the root of your worry? Do you doubt God's goodness? Remember the father part? Your dad cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about each and every one of us. It's really the heart of the message that, that Marcia shared. He cares about us deeply, deeply, deeply. If I could have the musicians come out. You know, as a Jew listening to Jesus speak, if you were to say daily bread, they would probably think of manna in the wilderness. God provided daily bread for the Jews for 40 years, daily bread. That's hard to even conceptualize, isn't it? But they would have thought about it immediately. And then what a good Jew probably would have thought of, especially one listening to Jesus, was the fact that Jesus said he was the bread of life. Now, this prayer is talking about bread. But the fact is, we need daily not only bread, physical bread, but we need that bread of life. We need Jesus, the spiritual food, every single day. You know, we come to church once, twice a week. If, if all the growth and the food you get spiritually is in this room, it's not enough. That's not what God intended. So when Jesus told us to pray, he said, daily bread, daily feeding on him, daily feeding on him, daily taking in his word, daily spending time in prayer, daily, daily being around other believers, daily maybe listening to worship music or serving or giving or surrounding yourself with people, serving people. I want to ask you to shut your eyes for just a moment. Actually, I'm going to ask you to stand and close your eyes. Let's do this today. I want to close this service different than we usually do, but I feel in light of what we've experienced in this room today, I feel like there's some people who God is still working on. I think for some of you, you still feel a deep conviction and you need to spend some time and repent up here there's nothing necessarily spiritual about the front of a room what it is it's us making a move that we say yes I need to do something different for some of you maybe you realize that you have put God in a little box and how you respond to him is different and maybe you've gotten into a a, a lifeless habit of doing certain things a certain way. <laughs> Maybe that part about daily seeking him has really made you feel a deep sense of conviction. And you realize you just don't do that, but you need to do that. So you need to respond to that today. Maybe somebody here, you've been hearing these sermons and you've pushed God into a far place. Maybe it's because of hurt that you felt. And you really didn't feel the way I described him as a father who cares. 
And you need to maybe repent of that and open your arms to him in a different way. Maybe you just need to say, God, feed me. I'm here to receive from you whatever you have for me. Give me what I need, not just what I want. So here's what I want to do is as a team leads us, I just want to open this area up here for you to come and pray. If you need prayer for something, we will be here to pray with you. If you just need to spend some time with God alone, I want you to come and do that. Again, it's between you and God. If you feel like you need to just spend some time repenting or connecting with him in a different way, you're welcome to do that. It's up to you. If you need healing, whatever you need prayer for, we are here for you. But I just want to open this place and for you to come as they lead us and for you to respond to him however God is leading you to respond. Let's do that right now. You're welcome to come. There won't be a formal closing. We'll just pray and worship and spend time with him this way. So please come down.